Spring turkey season is upon us, and don't be caught out in the woods without having Onyx Hunt on your phone. One feature Onyx has that is often overlooked for turkey hunting is their recent imagery filter with their elite memberships. This imagery is updated week to week, and it comes in extremely handy, especially when you're trying to find these gobble zones where these turkeys will go out in a high spot on a fresh clear cut and strut around all day long. Actually, I was just looking at on Onyx where, where the timber company just came into Andrew's club and did a very small clear cut along this creek, and I can see the high spots on the topographical map, but also I can see exactly where they mulch, and those are going to be hot spots for finding gobblers, especially mid-morning after they get off their hens, getting up on these little high spots in this fresh, small clear cut along the creek and strutting and gobbling all day long. If you want to give Onyx a try, you can actually download it for free, try it for seven days, and if you decide to purchase, you can use the promo code SOUTHERN and save on your premium and elite memberships. So go into this turkey season, know where you stand with Onyx. Look, y'all know we harp on it a lot. You need a good pair of binos. Yeah, I never hunted with binos until I was almost into my 20s. I never did it when I was a teenager or anything like that. Or when I was a kid, we never had binos. And when I bought my first pair of Vortex binos, the first binos I ever purchased back in like 2015, it immediately made a huge difference for me, especially in the turkey woods. So give yourself the advantage of a good pair of binos this spring, whether you're looking for more of like an entry-level bino like the Vortex Diamondbacks or something really, really nice like the Razors. Vortex is going to have something for you. And hey, don't pay full price for it. Use our discount code at eurooptic.com. Use the code SGN10 to get a discount on any Vortex optics that you want to order. Again, that's eurooptic.com, code SGN10 to go get a discount on any Vortex product you order. If you live in the Gulf Coast region, you need to find yourself at the EcoWild Expo May 10th through the 12th in Mobile. It is the premier outdoor expo for the Gulf Coast region, and we're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. We're super excited about it. Can't wait to meet you guys that live down there. We absolutely love the Gulf Coast region, so to be a part of this show, we're super excited about. We're going to have past podcast guests there at our booth for you to talk to, guys who are relevant for your area, who you can talk to, you can pick their brain, you can joke with them, laugh with them, tell them your story, whatever you want to do. It's going to be a awesome time. We're already working on some past podcast guests, but hey, if you live in this area and you have a suggestion for someone you want to see at that show, write in and we'll see if we can get them. There's going to be all kinds of exhibitors at the show that are focused on hunting, fishing, conservation, and recreation. There's going to be activities for the whole family there. They got axe throwing, archery. They're going to have our podcast booth. And then for the kids, they got touch tanks, a honeybee exhibition, a raptor show, kids fishing tank, BB gun range, and a butterfly house. So you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it. It's going to be an awesome time. So head on over to ecowildexpo.com to get more information on the show and to go ahead and grab your tickets. And hey, mark it on your calendar, May 10th through the 12th. Be there. We want to see you and we're excited to talk to you. So we'll see you at the EcoWild Expo this May 10th through the 12th at the Mobile Convention Center in Mobile, Alabama. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good Wednesday, everybody. Andrew Maxwell from the Southern Outdoorsman Podcast here with a special gear edition episode for you guys. So, 
leading up to deer season, so roughly the next five to six weeks, we're going to be doing these gear-focused episodes. They're going to be mostly shorter in length. A couple of them ran longer, but we're going to be doing gear-focused episodes um, basically for the mobile hunter. So we're talking to companies and just getting the lowdown on their products, unsponsored, unbiased, to get you guys the best, you know, I mean, just unbiased information before you make a purchase going into this year. Um, to kick it off, we're talking to Wild Edge um, with their new saddle and their stepladder and everything. So that's today's episode. I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. I just got done editing it, and I really liked it. So going to get the lowdown on the new Wild Edge saddle. Um, we're also going to be interviewing Tethered, Arrow Hunter, Broadside Camo, Out on a Limb Manufacturing, and then there's probably a couple others in there I'm forgetting. Um, but these are going to be fun episodes if you're a gear guy. Um, it's just going to be Gear Wednesdays. I'm going to drop them every Wednesday leading up to deer season. Once deer season gets here, we're probably going to do other bonus episodes on Wednesdays. We're trying to figure out what we want those to be. If you guys have suggestions, holler at us with them. And another thing, last Monday released the episode with Glenn Solomon. That, I don't think we have ever gotten that amount of feedback ever on an episode. You guys spoke and we heard. People loved that episode. So, Glad y'all liked it. Uh, hopefully y'all keep listening. We're going to try and do some more like that uh, in the near future. Definitely going to have Glenn on for part two because we have had quite a few requests for that. Um, it'd be kind of cool to see if we could get Glenn and Dan Enfold on the same pipe. But that that's that's a... <laughs> I'm just spitballing here. Anyways, that'll be pretty cool. You guys stay tuned. We got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe. Deer season's creeping up on us. And uh, we're looking forward to it. Other than that, if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Um, please share it with a friend. We we have grown tremendously over the last month, and we can't thank you guys enough. Y'all are awesome, best listeners ever. And uh, yeah, we're just we want to keep it going, heading into deer season strong. Hopefully, help some people have a a better deer season than normal. But we'll see. Anyways, leave us a review, share us with a buddy. We appreciate it. Without further ado, here's the guys from Wild Edge talking about their new saddle with Arrow Hunter. All right, guys, what's going on? We are at the 2019 World Deer Expo in Birmingham, Alabama. This is your host for now, Jacob Myers, Southern Outdoorsman. And here I've got both Greg and Drew from Wild Edge. Dude, what is going on with both of y'all? What's happening, buddy? Hey, man, it's, it's been exciting so far, and uh, it seems like it's been an awesome freaking day so far. It's been busy. It's, it's been, been a real busy. I mean, I don't. we haven't had a chance to sit down and got hours, hours. Yeah, which... Yeah. Hey, that's not a bad thing because y'all been doing demos. Y'all been having people up there doing demos all day long, and it's a crazy thing. I'll be talking to somebody. I will turn around. There's a new person up on the up on the ridge run or the or the perch or or whatever. Every five ten minutes. Yeah, so yeah, it's blowing up. I mean, we all know it's blowing up, but I mean, it's just uh, it's unreal. Yeah. So yeah. it's exciting. Which, you know, something else exciting is about you guys releasing your new saddle. So I think it's a perfect segue, kind of going over this. So. You know, everybody has probably seen a little bit of teasers y'all been putting out, you know, kind of bringing up that, hey, you know, y'all got something coming out. So let's kind of go over your saddle. So kind of give us a little run through on what brought this design up and kind of, I mean, this is definitely based off the flex, correct? Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of times people look at it and, and one of the first thoughts may is, well, man, it's not a whole lot different than the flex. And, and there's a reason for that. You know, Drew and I both were able to give input on the flex and uh, obviously, you know, we helped a, a little bit. We're not going to take too much credit for it, but we were able to approve some things and, and help there. So why reinvent the wheel when we come out with our own? I mean, we already gave a lot of ideas that we wanted there, so we're going to take that and incorporate it into our own design. That's a, one of the biggest things that a lot of saddle owners talk about. One of my biggest pet peeves was sitting in a saddle and it's sliding up your back. Yep. So you're sitting there and you're jumping up the whole time, pulling it down, pulling it down. So 
the designer arrow hunter casey arrow hunter and holder great company to work with and Ga casey is an absolute genius so i was talking to casey one of the first thoughts i was talking about was how what can we do to prevent the saddle from sliding up so i was thinking you know like a rubbery material or something that would grip you know something that would work that wouldn't slide and then or do we make the seat bigger mm -hmm. and that's when he said all right i got something for you to see and that was the start of the pleated seat. Yeah, which I, I think is an absolutely fantastic idea. And uh, after having uh, Jan over here and kind of going over it and actually kind of testing it out and seeing it for myself, it's fantastic because personally when I first looked at the flex, I thought it was like some kind of neoprene or something in between there that would actually flex. But really with that pleat like that, it allows for somebody to really kind of customize whether they're a leaner or a sitter, how it adjusts and fits for them, especially right. with that adjustable bridge, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know one of the big things that I've told people, and, and it makes a lot of sense, I, I haven't really had very many people push back at all on this, is, you know, no matter, irrespective of the brand of saddle you, you use, you walk into the woods, most of us had to buckle our belt above our hunting pants buckle. But, and that was due to the fact if, we're, if we have dump pouches, accessory pouches, we've got ropes tied to them, if you've got them daisy-chained, it doesn't matter, there's weight on your saddle, so you buckle it above above your hunting belt walking in so you don't, don't slip down in the woods. Then once you reach your tree, if you remember it at the base of your tree, you unhook and you go below the belt buckle. Most of the times, honestly, we remember about 20 foot high when we're at hunting height. And then you're, you're a little unsafe because you're unbuckling, rebuckling at hunting height below the tree. And you had to do that because of what Drew said, you, the, the, the fabric's riding up on you while you're hunting. So you unbuckle and put the saddle lower to prevent that. Yep. With the design of the pleated seat and the flex, you don't have to do that. It accomplishes both. You can walk in with it above your seat, above your belt buckle, and you still have fabric below going down and, and cupping you and, and preventing that riding up factor. Yeah, and I'm excited about that because that was one issue I've had with the saddles I've used in the past. And it's just that issue of, like, you always got to remember. And a lot of times, like you said, you don't remember until you're up there. Exactly. You're like, why does this not feel yeah. right? right? And you're like, oh, crap, that's freaking wild. It's too high. Got to readjust. Yeah, readjust and then, the and then there, that split second when you unbuckle and buckle, you're not really safe. So it's a split second, but accidents happen in a split second. Exactly. And actually, when I had Jan on earlier, we were talking about the reflective material in the actual uh, linesman belt loops because a guy that a guy we kind of know from Saddle Hunter, he unfortunately this fall was climbing, and on the way up he was using his linesman belt and like took it out to go around a branch, clipped it back on. Well, instead of clipping it back on the linesman loop, he hooked it onto his belt loop. And yep. when he went to pull back, it broke and he fell. Yep. And actually, I think he broke a couple of ribs and actually punctured his back mm. with one of the, uh, one of the steps. Right. So, uh, unfortunately, that's what happened. But, again, that's one thing that I think this saddle provides a lot of safety features that are very subtle, like the reflective material, especially right. going in you know, before daylight and then coming out at dark. I think that's extremely yep. important. Yeah, that's one of the things to talk about safety factors. We actually had Casey design the D-loop here on the belt. You'll see how it sticks up and stands up. I like that. Yeah, That's a, mainly for – you know, any other loop, it was so small, it was sewn together at the bottom that if you had a, a rope with a figure eight on it, you couldn't get it through and then through itself mm -hmm. instead of using two carabiners. So, yeah, that was from the Evo. And then we we got rid of the molly loops on the back, the small molly loops, because uh, just one of our techniques. When I'm climbing, my whole plan is start at the bottom, go up, never have to come back down, never have to pull anything up. Everything is attached to me on mm -hmm. my body. So as simple as hanging my bow off the back loop really yep or hanging you know a dump pouch or even i hang my backpack on a back loop for when i'm taking my camera gear out or everything instead of putting it between your legs yep. and worrying about it falling down or trying to attach it so the whole fluid mo motion of having everything in order and so the back molly loops were a huge deal for me but i could never i wanted to be able to brainlessly take care of me here go behind my back know where the loop is and snap it in mm -hmm. so we created these bigger loops that are a lot bigger but they're still 
flat to the actual belt and then these two extra loops right here actually the perch slips right into that which i think is fantastic and after kind of seeing it i remember you kind of showing you kind of you know put some photos out there on that and i was wondering if that was going to be the case because i saw previously y'all were doing some videos and stuff and it seemed like somehow a perch was attached to the back of you and i was yeah. wondering how that was happening yep. so that is really cool again for anybody's using the wildage steps and using that perch to have it attached to you so when you're climbing up you don't have to think about it. You don't have to have right. it tied to your tied to your backpack or whatever. Come back, pull it off, and snap it in. Yep. Good to go. Yeah. And we also have the molly loops down here by the bridge, just for a little extra. And then, yeah, that's the gist of it. Yep. Our goal was really to design a system that was cohesive and worked together as a whole system. So obviously, you know, you start off with the steps, which was the foundation of Wild Edge. Everything's built off that platform is the stepladder system. The, the perch fits into a step. The perch also fits into the new Wild Edge saddle. So everything operates as a cohesive system. Oh, yeah, and I absolutely love that. And one thing, again, you know, coming to this system and really trying out like a Kesha, I, I was telling uh, Jan before we got started that the first time I ever sat in a Arrow Hunter saddle was this past May up at Matt's place in Oklahoma. He let me try one of his Keshels. Freaking blew my mind. Dude. Yeah. Because yeah. again, I'll admit the reason I got into saddle hunting, which before I've talked about this before, I was like one of the biggest deniers, haters of saddles. I was running a lone wolf for five years, lone wolf lock on and, and sticks. And I thought this can't be safe. It can't be reliable and it can't be comfortable. Yep, right. And I bought, I bought my system, which I bought a mantis really just because of the social media hype. Sure. That, that was it. And that's what kind of introduced me to the saddle world. But the thing is, as a lot of people had said, you know, everything fits different. Like again, I'm wearing Timberland boots. Some guys are wearing cowboy boots, whatever. It's whatever fits your comfort. Right. That system works great for some guys, for other guys like myself, there was times when it was a pain, especially with the rolling the belt. The belt would roll on me. I'm a bigger right. guy. It wasn't very comfortable. With the cool thing about this, having the, the larger webbing belt, and it's more rigid, to me it's more comfortable as a bigger guy to be able to put that on and not have to have it twisted, not have it buckling up. It actually gives me more support, like core support, and I, I love that. And also just the rigidity of the actual seat itself is fantastic. That's another reason I love it. Yeah, there's – you know, you could take 20 guys to saddle hunt and put them in the same room, and everyone's going to, even if they have the same equipment, they're going to use it differently yep. and have their different setup. So, you know, there's there's something for everyone out there. So, if you, you know, I've never been a lightweight gear guy. Yep. You know, two-pound difference, five-pound difference to me is not a big deal. Yep. When we talk about eight pounds to 25 pounds, yeah, that's a difference. But mm -hmm. a couple pounds, you know, it to me it didn't matter. So two-and-a-half pound, you know, it, it was, that was, that was a, wasn't a big enough reason to be worried about it. Yep. So. Okay. I'll agree. Well, I get. I think what happens to a lot of people is you're coming from a tree stand where you're like, oh, I'm going to go ultra light. And you try to go for the most lightweight thing. Then you get it, you use it, you're like, okay, usable, but maybe I want to go back to a little bit more comfort. Maybe I want to go back to something a little more rigid, just something different. And then they start trying different things like y'all's product. And it kind of just changes their mind. That's what happened to me. Because, again, yeah. I think a lot of people, unfortunately, come into the saddle game, like myself, think that everything's the same. Yeah. You know, they all kind of look similar just somewhat, and they think they're all made the same, same quality, same material. And that's why I think a lot of people, they try a saddle, like, oh, it wasn't comfortable. Because either right. it wasn't fitted to them, they didn't adjust it, they didn't do anything like that. Maybe they had somebody that helped them put it on, but didn't explain anything about it, and they're up there and they don't feel safe with it. Or they buy a product because of all the hype, and then they go with it, and it's not exactly what they thought. And, again, they kind of assume everything else is the same. That was my problem. Because, right. again, I thought, you know, the Kesha was like that. I thought the kite was like that. And, again, I tried a Kesha, and it blew my mind. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, and sometimes just the standards that we, we take as status quo, you got to work around those. We had a guy in our booth just a little bit ago. He was probably had a 42-inch waist. Normally that would automatically be a size 2 when you're looking at arrow hunter sizing, right? you got size 1, 34 and below, 35 and above a size 2. He was about a 42-inch waist. He tried a size 2 on it, swallowed him. Yeah. And, and we put him in a size 1, which would go against industry norms, the status quo. Loved it. He completely blew his mind and goes, this is for me. But it took moving him from a size 2 to a size 1, which no, most people wouldn't do. Yeah. So you just got to be open, open-minded about it. Exactly. And I think a lot of things that when someone comes to the saddle world, whether because this is becoming more popular this day and age, which I think it is because I didn't find out about saddles until about three years ago. And, again, when I first found out about them, I'm like, dude, there's no way. That's not for me. Right. I'm a tree stand guy. Then I bought one out of Gear Envy, which I've talked about on the podcast because my buddy Andrew bought one. So I'm like, I got to buy one. I bought one. First couple sits was horrible just because I didn't know how to use it correctly. Right. You know, I had it way too high on my back. I talked about it uh, with uh, Tyler uh, Chamberlain before that it was like wearing a giant diaper because it was up on my back, this uncomfortable. Then I adjusted and got better and better. But the cool thing is with this industry and with this style of hunting, there's options out there that a lot of people just don't realize, and they don't realize the difference. Again, they look at it, they're like, this looks similar to XYZ, right. so it's got to fit like XYZ, and that's not the case at all. Yeah. So, again, I think that's like the defining factor, especially around the quality the arrow hunters provide and kind of going further. And that's one reason I'm excited about y'all's saddle because y'all put your own little touch to it, which makes it your own and makes it for people that are using, you know, not only your products, but your same mindset of, hey, we're not necessarily worried about going ultralight. We want to have comfortable. We want to have safety. We want to have something that's reliable, and that's what this is. Right. So, yeah. well, a little bit more about the saddle. What are we looking at for a possible release date? Kind of going further with this. That's all uh, That's all up in the air right now. Okay. Working our hardest to make things happen. So, I'm not going to put anything set in stone right now. But um, we'll have more information this coming week. So, I say let everyone just follow us on social media, on our website, and we'll we'll make it clear when it's going to happen. Fantastic. And has there been any talk about pricing? Is that still up in the air as well? Uh, that's still up in the air as well, but... You know, it'll be very similar to the Flex. Awesome. All right, perfect. Okay. And uh, where can uh, people kind of follow along with you guys, especially on social media? Uh, you can find us anything Wild Edge on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, wildedgeinc.com. Fantastic. Well, and YouTube channel. Guys. Just oh, search Wild Edge Inc. Yep. You know, anything, any questions you have, you know, start with the YouTube channel, social media. Feel free to reach out to us on any social media platform, email. Mm-hmm. And we'll make sure we can answer any questions you got. Well, fantastic. Well, I appreciate you guys sitting down with me today, kind of going to all this. It's exciting. It's exciting to see what's going further or forward in this this year with saddle hunting. It's, yep. it's exciting for all of us. So, uh, guys, make sure you check out Saddle Hunter um, on the website and everything, but also make sure you check out Wild Edge and uh, see what the cool products they got coming out lately. So, awesome. guys, we appreciate it. Thank you so yep. much. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Y'all go ahead and write down the dates, June 28th through June the 30th. Go ahead and just mark those off your calendar so you can be at the Dalton Convention Center in Dalton, Georgia for the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo. Y'all heard a a ton of content from that expo last year that we posted. Uh, We talked about it a ton. Look, if you're the kind of person that listens to this podcast, this show was literally made for you. It was literally designed for you, which means you're going to love it. You know, all the best companies in mobile hunting are going to be there. A lot of the best deer killers in the Southeast are going to be there. A lot of our past podcast guests are going to be there. It's just, it's going to be an incredible event. And hey, if you've been looking to either get into a saddle or maybe a mobile lock-on setup or just a different kind of tree stand setup, I'm telling you, it's worth the investment to go to this show because they're all going to be there and you you will get to try all of them in person before you buy it. So you 
You don't have to order something online and then wait for it and then try it when it comes in to see if you really like it. You're going to get to go put your hands on everything all in one day, test it all out and figure out exactly what works best for you and have it taken care of before deer season starts. So like I said, go ahead and put it on your calendar, guys. It's a no brainer. You got to be at the show. Again, it's Friday, June 28th through Sunday, June 30th in Dalton, Georgia. We absolutely cannot wait to meet you guys there and talk hunting. So we'll see you at the 2024 Mobile Hunters Expo in Dalton, Georgia.